Welcome to Pharmacy View, technology and pharmacy business podcast series, where we provide regular interviews with pharmacists and key industry people within the Australian pharmacy and associated industry. In each podcast, we look to discuss aspects of pharmacy operation and how technology is improving or interacting with each guest's current role or pharmacy-related business. In this episode, we're talking with Roger Simpson from the Australian-based company, The Retail Solution. Welcome, Roger. Thanks, Scott. Nice to be on board. Fantastic. Uh, Roger, many listeners um, on here might already know you from the work that you've done within the Australian pharmacy industry, and and I'm certainly uh, very pleased to have been associated with some of the work that we've done together with Terry White and Pharmacy Alliance. But um, prior to what you've been doing today, who is Roger Simpson? Sure. I guess from my point of view, Scott, that I've been in, in a training role now for more than 25 years and started my career with uh, with Shell um, in the corporate world and and ended up getting into training uh, sort of just it was a pro- it was a promotional move and thought it might be well, it might be two or three years maximum Scott but as I said that was 25 years ago so I just found that um, training just suited my personality and I love to I love facilitating training courses I love helping people improve their business and it was just a natural to to stay in the uh, in the retail field, which I also love. So, yeah, that was that's sort of my uh, my background. Cool. And uh, obviously, at the moment, based in Melbourne, but I uh, would suggest, given your business, you travel around Australia a fair bit. You've had a bit of interaction around the countryside. Yes. Yeah. When, when we're allowed to travel, <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Scott. So, uh, yeah. yeah. And I've I've worked in um, in pretty much uh, every every capital in Australia. Do a lot of work in um, on the eastern seaboard in, in Brisbane, Sydney, and in Melbourne, though, of course. But yeah, I've, I've done I've done a fair bit of pharmacy work. Uh, with the No Allen Group in, in Adelaide for uh, for a number of years, so yeah, and uh, you know familiar with uh, with quite a few different pharmacy groups. Yeah, so uh, Roger, on that basis, uh, talk to me about some of the groups uh, in Australian pharmacy that you've done work with. Sure. So started off um, way, way, way back, probably probably be I think probably twenty years ago. Scott was actually working with uh, with with uh, the Terry White Group originally, and then um, moved into uh, doing some work with Chemmart, and then. Since the amalgamation with uh, with uh, with Terry White, the Terry White Chemart Group, done a little bit of work with them, and done a lot of work in the last few years with with Capital Chemists as well, the uh, the group based out of Canberra, and also some work with, as you already mentioned, sort of Pharmacy Alliance, and and also the Instago Group in in Pharmacy Fusion. So I work with quite a few sort of the, some of the larger groups, but also some of the smaller groups as well. So yeah, and uh, all very interesting. And far, as you know, Scott, pharmacy is changing dramatically like everything in retail is changing. Absolutely. So, you know, without uh, you know, breaking any confidentiality clauses, what's some of the work that you've done with some of the groups to uh, to help them with their brands and their teams? Yeah, look, and very much about my simple focus is really about the people side. I, I, I don't dabble in merchandising or, um, or inventory or, or products, et cetera, or finance. I really hone in on, on the people side because I, I believe that's uh, that's where any retailer and and also pharmacy in particular you know can make a massive difference with their uh, with their customers and and I generally focus around the sales and service piece and what I primarily do of course is work with that with retail manager pharmacy owners about how do they coach their team back on the job to ensure that they meet clear expectations of amazing customer service. And I also do a lot of work around the health solutions area as well, Scott, because I know that 
a lot of pharmacies, I think, miss a huge opportunity in uh, educating their customers a lot more in in that sort of overall health solution. So rather than just being a transactor where a customer will, um, will come in and actually just looking for something for uh, for hay fever and we and we help them out, they need to have a, have a, have a bigger conversation around you know, a little bit of cause and effect as well. And that might be some natural product that, that could help them with their overall health and well-being, keep them um, you know staying healthier and longer. So I think there's a huge opportunity in, in, in pharmacy to really focus on that. On that, and and look, certainly that's been a um, a push for many years in terms of the way pharmacy teams interact with the customers that are coming in. So we've we've mentioned obviously a, a few of the groups that you work with, but do you also do work with um, independent pharmacy businesses? Yes, I do. I've I, um, I've done in, in a couple of actually aspects, uh, Scott. I've I've worked with with a few pharmacies where I'll just actually go in and do and do some do, do a bit of staff training, uh, but then also do some follow up with that sort of the leadership team. So. I've, I've done that from time to time, but I've also, I've, I've, uh, particularly with a number of the, the capital chemist pharmacy owners and, and a Terry White pharmacy owner in, in Albury, is I've actually done a, a little bit around helping them with their, with their vision and values. So just spending time with them because it's about trying to trying to get their leadership team on the same page about what are they what do they actually want to be known for in their uh, in a, for their, for their particular pharmacy and because you've got to stand out for something Scott otherwise otherwise you stand for nothing so uh, I've helped a number of these pharmacies just sort of help them craft their um, their like an overall vision of where they of where they want to be in two three or four years and then helping them with a ninety day action plan and that's been very interesting like we've uh i i did a lot of work with, with samantha cordis from from one of the the capital chemist groups in, in, in charmwood and uh and it was just really amazing the the success she actually achieved and not all down to me obviously but um, you know she's done a lot of hard work and but it was just helping her just i get i guess get her out of the the day-to-day in the business doing it to actually more working on the business and she found that um extremely helpful so uh that's been a that's been a um, a wonderful journey for me as well. So and I've really enjoyed that. Yeah. So on, on that basis, if if you had a a pharmacist business owner listening today, um, what might be a, a couple of the key reasons that a, that an independent pharmacist has called, contacted you, or spoken to you about? Like, what what outcome are they looking forward to uh, engage your services? Yeah. So very much about about getting their people aligned around because I. I talk about the when we talk about performance in store of their people. Number one, Scott, is that their team need to know the expectations. So whatever task they're doing, they need to know what the expectations. So what is what is good or what does great actually look like? If they don't understand that, then they can't do the job properly. So I use customer service around. Well, what does great customer service look like? And once, once we set that expectation with the, with the team members, some of them are going to need some training because it might be some product knowledge training or might be how to have that total health solution conversation. So we provide some training. That's step two. Uh, step three is that uh, is that the leadership team have to be role models because if they can't lead by example, Scott, then the team's not going to follow. And then step four is that this is where a lot of retailers don't do this next two steps is they just expect, because we've trained the team, they're going to be perfect from now on. But people need ongoing follow-up. So they need to be evaluated. So their performance needs to be um, needs to be monitored. And that's not trying to look over their shoulder and um, every every five seconds and try and um, look for mistakes. It's just evaluating them with a, um, with a customer from time to time. And then based on that, you can give them feedback. And 
that feedback process needs to be ideally focused on catching them doing it right. Because we know a lot of people do lots of great things. Unfortunately, leadership has often been focused around catching people doing things wrong. And that's really negative. I'm not saying that you ignore things when they're, when they're, when they're not going, when they're not being done correctly, uh, but there's a way of actually giving them feedback as well that doesn't focus on you're wrong, you should be doing it better this way because that language just doesn't work. Yeah, no, I understand that. And I'm sure quite a few people listening today would uh, would agree with you there. So, Roger, thanks for that, uh, I guess, bit of a, a history and who you are and what you're doing. The brings us now, I guess, to the, well, why are we here to talk today? And that's around, you know, technology and pharmacy. Yes. So uh, we uh, we spoke briefly at the beginning of this about the fact that you know, we used to fly a lot around the countryside visiting pharmacies, but recent circumstances would certainly have stopped that. Yes. So uh, I've no doubt that you've had some inclusion of technology in your business previously. So if you could talk to me about what technology for the retail solution looked like, you know, in 2019 and, and what does it look like today? Yes, yeah, and, and, and certainly you're right, Scott. It was a uh, you know we're, we're very focused on on face to face training, and that's obviously off the off the cards at the moment. And so what we've we've done as well is that, is that morphing into actually providing some so some video training as well. So there's I've got a I can put together quite easily a, a specific set of videos that uh, that actually train team uh, the store leaders, uh, but also frontline um, team members around those setting expectations what are those expectations how to delegate how to follow up etc so so that's a that's again you know where, where you need to i can't get to people when and so how do how do i how do i get my message across so we've just started to create that and that's actually it's been really good we've got some we've got some keen interest on that as well and we're, and we're going to do some more work on that to really have that um have that uh out there in a, in a, in a month or two in more detail so yeah that's a, that's definitely one thing that, that we're looking at because as you know, Scott, it's uh, it's it's hard to get people out, out of any business now to um, to attend training, and we've always really focused around. We don't really need to train the frontline people, but we absolutely need to train your train the store leaders because they're the key ones to make sure they lead any change back in back in the pharmacy. So, you know, I guess to a point, an old adage comes up of train, training the trainer these days. Yes. A, a nominated person with each, within each pharmacy business takes on this mantle, but utilising the um, the resources that you provide. Correct. That's that's exactly right, Scott. That's exactly exactly it. Yep. Okay. So, uh, I guess something too is um, I'm I'm going to use a term here. Are you zoomed in or are you zoomed out? Because I know. Yes. Uh, uh, after several months of Zoom meetings, um, people become very tired of that. But uh, are you using that kind of uh, online conferencing for training as well, or are you looking at that? Yes, yeah, to a certain degree, we are. I guess I guess the challenge about, about Zoom, Scott, is, is you're right. Is that is what I've uh, I've found and, and the feedback I've been getting from some of my clients is that, and particularly in a, in a retail environment, it's very difficult to get people to actually go to an office or go to a a quiet room and sit down for half an even half an hour to actually focus on a on a on a Zoom training call because what invariably happens they get interrupted of course and you know because someone wants to ask them a question or whatever so that's why um, when we did face to face training with the team leaders getting them off site is always the best way to do it because then you've got them in a you've got them in a conference room etc you can actually have them focus so uh, I've done a little bit of that um, of of some Zoom training but it, it's a, it's unfortunately it's a it's certainly a poor cousin to you know to face to face training so and you're right I mean 
you know, people are getting quite zoomed out. So I think we're going to, you know, we're certainly going to get ahead down that path of the of providing some, you know, some video training. And, and again, we're looking at at, uh, at teaming up with with a company that uh, that provides that access via phone, iPad, tablet, desktop, laptop, or whatever. So doesn't matter whether what. What particular you know piece of equipment the the person's using, um, they can have access to the training and because as we know, you know people people carry carry phones in their pockets and much easier just to um, and if you keep the keep the training short, just so short little little bites, you know around about that sort of three to five minute, it's much more palatable and um and, and easier to retain information as well. So I guess with your videos and online training and and you mentioned the fact that. In the current model, the idea would be to have a, a leader within each business that you know, becomes your point of contact yes. or your point of training. Um, what, what kind of follow-up or closure on each kind of session would you then provide? Yeah, and that would be, again, you can work with a, work with a team leader on a Zoom call as well around obviously getting them to do the training and then have a follow-up process you know, where you'd set them, okay, here's some, here's some goals for the, you know, for the first, first few weeks. Let's check back in, in in a couple of weeks to see how you're going, et cetera. So, and that would be done via, via Zoom. So uh, you're right because, you know, people, people need some um, and it needs, needs support and follow-up to make sure that, you know, they've, they've got things going in the right direction. Cool. And I guess just then as a bit of an industry discussion, um, Roger, you know, you and I, I guess, have been stuck at home in Victoria yes. and uh, we've been seeing the news around retail and what, what may or may not happen to the future. What thoughts or, or advice or guidance have you got around what uh, retail might look like um, given, and we know that, that the pharmacy model sometimes gets bundled into retail yep. and, and is, a, is a different model, particularly in the healthcare arrangement, mm-hmm. but, you know, pharmacists, business owners are going to see potentially disruption happening in retail in the next six to 12 months. Yes. What, what likely impact is that going to have on pharmacy, do you think? Yeah, and, and, and I think we're, it's, it's been interesting, Scott, because the, the rise of online shopping, um, and that's been, you know, we've had online, online shopping for, for quite a few years now, but the, I guess, exponential growth that's occurred this year because of people being stuck at home is certainly a massive change. And so, and that's brought forward the absolute need for every retailer, and this includes pharmacy in this, has to have a really good online presence because customers will, uh, because if they're stuck at home, and I think we've, we've created a lot of habit now with people actually going, well, I can just, uh, I can I can shop online. It's, it's, um, it's much easier. And so they've got to have a, a platform where a customer can go onto their, onto their, um, onto their site really easily and it's easy to navigate and it's easy to ask questions if they need. If they need. So again, chatbots are really powerful here um, or live chat, for example. And of course, then it's the ability to, you know, to then decide on, well, I want to order and I want to pay, on, I want to pay online and I want to get a delivery or I want to do a click and collect or whatever it might be. So, so every retailer, and of course, what we're seeing now is, is that retailers that have done, done particularly well during the store closures are the ones that have, that have had a good online presence. And so everything needs to be smooth. So shopping carts need to be smooth, all those sort of things. And then when you couple that with when we reopen again, and I know in the other states outside Victoria they are, but when, we re, when, when there's the reopening, of course, and customers are coming back into store, that experience has to be really good as well. You can't have a really good online experience and a poor in-store experience and vice versa. So you've got to have both of those aligned. And because these days, Scott, 
shoppers want to want to shop, how they want to shop, when they want to shop, and on on, on any any particular um, you know format they want to shop on. So retailers have really got to get in the game. So technology is an absolute key here to make sure that they that they're they're well across that. Yeah, no, I, I certainly agree with that. So, so right now, if uh, if you're a pharmacy business that doesn't have some kind of online presence, be it, a, I guess, an e-commerce platform yep. or even a social media platform, it'd be pretty important for them yep. to to look at that. And I certainly know there's a few pharmacy industry uh, groups, associations, and contacts that are, are out there and, and happy to help with that as well. So, I guess, Roger, on that note too, we've we've been limited. We, you know, we we're not at really to fly outside of Australia at the moment. And I know it's been a big um, you know, history for Australians to be able to fly overseas. And, and we've interacted with customer service and, and culture standards in many other countries. Yes. We're really um, island bound for the next year at least and possibly even a bit longer. Yep. You mentioned before about how important it is for the customer to get a good experience back in your pharmacy. Yes. So th- this is an area that you can work with pharmacies on. You mentioned earlier you, you specialise in customer service training. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that's... And and again, what I uh, what I see is that uh, is that with pharmacy, it's just a huge opportunity to make it. So, so each pharmacy needs to make it a destination for the, for their customers. So when they come in, they are welcomed, etc. So and obviously uh, that they are, are, are approached, and but then then it's about having the conversation. It's not as I said before. The one thing that I really can't stand is, is just being transacted. Is that because what we know as well, Scott, is, is that a lot of customers do research online beforehand. So that and they often they'll they'll research a particular product which they think is right for them. And if they just come in and ask for that product and we just give it to them, then maybe it's not quite right for them. So Scott's going to dry throat and we have a quick, quick drink of water. You're right. So that's the challenge about about if if they think the product's right for them and we just transact and provide that product to them, we're not providing the right service to them. So it's all about having that discovery conversation about what what are they um, you know again particularly in pharmacy it's around you know what symptoms do they present with etc. And then we can yeah. and and it's about asking key questions there about like how long have you had it for all, all the usual stuff we're really good at but really listening to how they respond. And then we can go. Here's a here's a product that I would recommend that's going to help with with the um, with your hay fever. Now you also yes. mentioned that you, you've got itchy eyes or whatever, so this will help. But I'd also recommend this. So we're actually having a conversation that is going to provide that total solution to the customer. Now the focus, and this is what I always talk about, Scott. The focus is not about trying to sell them the extra product. That's okay. bonus. Yes. The conversation is about informing the customer. So our language needs to reflect that. And it's exactly the same at, at Scripps Out. As, that, as we know, most, you know, 70, 80% of, uh, of, of sales are, are Scripps. Yes. What conversations are we having with the customer about what other products or services that would complement what they're actually purchasing? And it just, yeah. it, and it's about, just informing the customer, and that's where I think if we can do that, if we can take out take the extra twenty seconds that it's going to take to have a conversation, Scott, it's not long, and yes, we know every customer is not going to be open to that, and that's fine. They'll, you, know, you can certainly tell, and but again, if we have that twenty second conversation, it's about informing the customer of some options. If they decide to buy, bonus for, for them, bonus for the for the pharmacist as well or the pharmacy. If they don't decide to buy, they walk out 
knowing that, gee, they, they really care about my overall health and well-being. That yes. will drive return customers. So I guess my listening to you there, the, you know, the customer service experience, if done properly, will win over any day the online shopping experience. I believe so, Scott. Now, what we're going to see much more, of course, is a blend. There's going to be, yes. you know, we were we were tracking about eight or nine percent of online sales. It's now moved up to eleven, and that's going to going to continue to grow um, quite dramatically. So I don't think we're going to get to the fifty fifty in my lifetime, Scott. But you you know, you never know what's going to happen in the next couple of years with technology. And <laughs> that's true. And, yeah. and technology, it's interesting about about because when you think about what's the difference between an online purchasing online and purchasing in store. And because online now, uh, you know, they're, they're doing everything they can to make it like a real environment. So they've got, they've got live chats. So if you've got questions, you can actually talk to someone on online. So they're almost doing, you know, they've got that, got that sort of process around. You know, we can provide advice online. So why would someone want to um, want to want to walk into a pharmacy? But of course, it's about asking those key questions, etc., and making that, that customer feel really welcome. And obviously they can't get scripts online at this stage as well, Scott. So they need to yes. they need to come to a pharmacy. But um, you know, th- those things could change over over the over the next few years as well. Who knows? So there's a lot up for grabs, Scott. That's it. So so I guess the reciprocal from my com- uh, dis- uh, point before then was that if you are a pharmacy business set up for online shopping, mm-hmm. then then speed is also critical and, and customer service of speed. So if, if you've got customers now talking to you through, it could be a Facebook page, yep. it could be the online portal, the reality is that if the pharmacy team's not set up to respond to that fairly quickly, the customer will see that as poor customer service. Absolutely. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. And that's and that's the I guess the you know the battles being being played out now with online around around speed of delivery. And yes. what we're seeing now, of course, is that in, and in, in Canberra, uh, the first trial of, of, of um, drone deliveries happened last year. So, yes, and, and, and that's that's a game changer when you've got when you've got drone deliveries because obviously it's uh, you know you can that's a very rapid response as well. So we just don't know where it's going to go, Scott, and what you know what's going to happen in the next in the next. I guess five years is a, is, a, is, a, is a long time in retail and it's a, it's a huge amount of time for technology. So it's going to be very, very interesting. So my advice would be, for, you know, for any, any pharm, um, pharmacist listening to this conversation today would be, you know, make sure that you're, you know, you're, you're well aware of what's happening around technology, investigate what are the, what are the latest things that, that are happening, you know, what are the leading edge edge pharmacy businesses actually doing around technology, and look to I um, mean you know, piggyback onto that. Yeah, and look, I uh, certainly as an example in my case, um, I've got two young adult children and, and 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 a grandchild now, and and I have regular conversations with them about well, how are they shopping these days? Mm. How are they talking to people? How are they interacting with retailers? So uh, that's often a good place to go for. I never, I never ever assume, no, um, because we know what that does. That's right. That that I know what's going on, but but yeah, take every opportunity to talk to your team members and your team members' family as to uh, how they're interacting online these days. Absolutely, because. I think I think some you know you know one of the challenges about um, about the pharmacy industry is is that they have often been a bit slow to change and and that's and you know while that was okay five ten years ago you know because you could you could just keep doing what you've always done now 
it's just way too competitive and uh and yeah you've 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 got to you've got to keep up with what's going on yeah i look uh roger i was talking to a um an, another podcast guest earlier this week and uh, who'd spent some time in america and, and this example i i guess not frightened me but just gave me an idea of what um customer service in uh, mainstream us looks like where he was at a party with some friends mm-hmm. and during the barbecue the the host um, ordered something on his phone while he was barbecuing and it was delivered before they left <laughs> so uh, you know that that in itself yep. is a, a new era of, of retail where you know you've got the confidence for that to actually happen so uh, absolutely yep yeah. and also i think scott as well you know the, you know the one sort of elephant in the room we haven't really talked about is um is of course amazon and the disruption that uh, that Amazon has caused retailers is is phenomenal, and while they've been uh, been slow to sort of get off the ground here, and they are you know, they're just building exponentially and putting in new delivery facilities in Sydney, etc., and in warehousing across Australia. So they play the very long game. So we uh, you know beware the sleeping giant, as they say. So. As I say, well, it's, it, look, it's interesting you raised that, and I didn't tell you who it was, but yes, the um, the podcast recording I did earlier this week was with a, a pharmacist by the name of Tim Shelton from mm-hmm. here in Victoria, mm-hmm. who uh, who currently works with brands and groups in uh, in, in engaging and, uh, and and working with the Amazon model. So yes. uh, there's an, no, another podcast to listen to fairly shortly. Yeah, so. Roger, that's been great to chat with you. If anyone's listening, and you know, how do we, how would they get in contact with you if they're interested in uh, chatting with you a bit further? Yeah, no worries at all. My website is theretailsolution.com.au. Uh, so they can uh, obviously uh, jump on that and, and, and contact me through that as well. I'm I'm, uh, I'm on LinkedIn, so you know, feel free for anyone to um, to connect with me on, on LinkedIn would be uh, would be great. Yeah, so those those two ways got best uh, best way to get hold of me. This one could, all right, and we'll uh, we'll make sure that we include those links in the uh, in the podcast. No page. worries, Roger. It's been a pleasure to chat with you again. I know we haven't seen each other for some time. Yes. It might be a while before we we let out again because we've got this barrier called Melbourne Metro in between. Yes, exactly. But, um, I uh, really thank you for your time today in chat. I um, certainly have highlighted some things to me in terms of the of what technology and and mm. the uh, the change in uh, in isolation and uh, online deliveries and and how important customer service is, both online and and in your pharmacy. So I really thank you time for your time today, Roger. Absolute pleasure, Scott. Thank you for getting me on.